And let's review. You've been to a sports camp. It's not like those dorms are big. It's not like they have TVs. It's not a prison, though. You sign up for that. (laughs) Bro, you don't sign up for prison. Right, but I'm saying it's a sports camp. (laughs) When you first get there, right? You're doing drills. On today's Footy Corner, Olay's boys paint Manchester Red as United gets the double over City. The real blue stood up at the bridge as Chelsea fucked the Toffees while Ancelotti looked like a wet dog. Tottenham get held to a draw against the Clerics and lose another attacker. And the Foxes run over Villa Circus. Coronavirus runs rampant. And the usual predictions, comments, nonce of the week, fantasy corner, and gambling corner. Next. And we are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? Things good. Um, going to be a lot busier starting next week. Organized my place. Now it's like legit, I feel like. Even though you didn't notice too much of a change, it's kind of like when you reorganize things. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I still got some things coming in from Amazon. So I'm excited for that. How are you? Not bad. We are heading into finals week at, at our school, so a lot of prepping for exi- or not finals week. Good God. The week before spring break. So it is like a finals week almost. People are taking exams, midterms, uh, preparing review sessions, um, a lot of stuff here and there before heading the, to the break, getting uh, into the uh, March Madness tournament mode. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, my boys left me really, really disappointed on Saturday, but there's a lot of other fun games to watch, so... You know, we'll see what happens there. UIC looks like they might have a chance to make the tournament, which would be Banana Lands. But, which is uh, University of Illinois in Chicago. Yeah. So uh, my other alma mater. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, I'm ready for March Madness. So, uh, you know, that's my main thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, lay some bets down at the shoe. It's gambling season, boys. Also, um, fuck the coronavirus. Yeah. Since then, Miami Ultra Music Festival, which is what I was supposed to do, got canceled. Luckily, though, the DJs are still performing there, so um, me and my boy Joe are still going there. Um, we're going to go see Diplo. I'm sure you've heard of him at um, Miami's world-famous strip club 11. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and um, we're also going to see Major Laser, Chainsmokers, and um, there's a couple. We're actually – so get this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go backstage for one of these shows, too. What, I know one of the artists. How did you get – Wow. I game with them. Oh my god! It's called Slander. That's their name. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go back show backstage. They got like two point five million followers on Instagram. Okay, there you go, guys. And are we gonna delay our release that week? Probably. When are you gone? What days are you gone? Tell the people. March nineteenth to the twenty fourth. Then I took twenty fifth off because it's my birthday. So. Didn't say it loud enough. It's my birthday. Yeah. When is that? What days are those? Ah, uh, fuck, dude. I know one of them. I come back. Thursday until Wednesday. So maybe we do... Well, no, we can record We can record Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's during the international break, too. So we might be able to record Wednesday and be safe. So we'll be fine. All right, so we'll let you guys know of our programming changes. Fuck the coronavirus one more time. I can't reiterate that. Oh, it'll be on later in the show. Although it's a uh, blessing in disguise for me. For me. For me. Oh, my God. <laughs> And we're going to move on to the matches. Miami's about to be so lit. This is not going very well. So we're going to move to the matches. Uh, Crazy week. I think there were a couple games that were very noteworthy. Then we get into the other stuff. But the the biggest one, obviously, we said at the beginning, or you heard in the intro, Manchester United 2, Manchester City 0, 
Martial and McTominay, the goal scorers for United. United get the double over Manchester City. Uh, this is the first time they've done that since 09-10. And the first time they've done it over both Chelsea and City in the same season since 1960-61. United is rolling 10 matches in a row without a loss, which is the longest run under Ole since the uh, first 11 games he took over, which you'll hear about. Jerem, what's the difference with this United team versus um, what we've seen in the past? I just think uh, they finally got their shit together. I don't, I don't really know. I, it, like I, I Well, we mentioned it last episode. Um, I think it's a lot of it is Bruno Fernandez. He's that link, the missing link um, that they have had all this season. And maybe um, I don't want to say they're better without Rashford, but maybe they're better off. Uh, you know, um, not better off without him, but maybe putting him in a different role for now because Tony's doing pretty good, right? Yeah, Tony's doing pretty decent. Uh, they went with the two up front in this game. They actually went five in the back, which is interesting. I think it could be a blueprint for beating a team like Manchester City. Um, but I think Rashford would help. I wouldn't go as far as that. I think the return of McTominay to an extent, and and like we were going to hear later, Fred's been playing a lot better lately. So I think a lot of their players have been stepping up. Bernie Williams has been doing pretty decent. Here's my question, though. Okay, so let's say Rashford gets healthy. Who do you replace, James? I think it depends who you play against. So in this match, you could see they had five in the back, mm-hmm. right? So in, in a lot of other matches, I, I feel like, especially from here on out, United don't have, I don't think they have too many crazy matches. I wouldn't have five in the back. I'd maybe have four. So that leaves you room to have James Martial. Fernandez and perhaps a uh, Rashford in if you have a Fred that's backing them. It, you know, it depends who you're playing. Um, but I think of those players, if I was to take someone out, yeah, it would be it would be Daniel James if I'm taking an attacker out and maybe bring him on as a sub. Obviously, Rashford might be out for a nice. long time. Any, I mean, he might be out for the season, so you have to ease him in and see what happens. But it doesn't hurt to have that extra player that you can just throw in there and that could change the game up because they they do have. Greenwood off the bench. As we talk about it later, they do have Odion Igalo off the bench who's been playing pretty well. So they have those players, but wouldn't hurt to have another. I agree. Okay. Uh, City's lineup. What do you think of City's lineup? Uh, City's lineup? It was interesting because they put Foden in there. I right. feel like they're starting to play him a little more. Maybe they listened to the podcast, but that didn't work out too well. Fuck oh, Foden. Oh, <laughs> for you, yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, Aguero died. By the mm-hmm. way, I don't know if you saw that. How he's bad dead. did he die? I didn't see how bad he died. I don't know. He might be dead, dead. Okay. This season. <laughs> um, they're obviously played without uh, De Bruyne and Laporte, so that, that hurt them a lot. But still no excuse, kind of. And uh, I think this was just City not playing as good as they probably should and United hopping all over it because they're playing amazing lately. Yeah, I was going to say, I did hear, though, that De Bruyne and Sané are training and, of course, they're going to be ready in time to face Arsenal. So that, I don't know if they had an eye on that match because you look at the fullbacks. It's Cancelo and Zinchenko. It's a bit of a mess over there. Um, I don't know why Kyle Walker was not playing. I don't know why Ben mm. Mendy came in later. Why I never understood why playing. Mahrez doesn't start. Yeah, I mean. so He's such a good player. I dude. feel like maybe they had an eye towards another match that's coming up. Champions League. Well, yeah, that, that's the week after. And then they play. They, so they play Arsenal and then Premier wouldn't, League and then Champions wouldn't League. Wouldn't you rather put. Um, fucking what's his name? Mahrez there instead of Foden. Realistically, if you were really trying to win, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm not sure what Pep was doing here. 
bit of a crazy move. Also, I think interesting to note. You saw. I mean, you saw the match. What are your thoughts on Ederson? Ederson. Ederson. What are your thoughts on Ederson and his goalkeeping ability? I thought the first goal he could have stopped. The second one, I mean, yeah, it was a big blunder, but I think he's trying to make something out of, you know, in desperation mode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he had a poor, poor performance. Can he be – can they pull a cap on him? Like what – No, what are you I, do you know, I think he's – I think he's he's good. You know, it's just a bad game. He's not causing problems off the pitch. He listens to Pep, so I think he's good. It was just a really bad game for him, unfortunately. He fluffed his lines there, and then I think – I don't know yeah. if you remember, in the 49th minute, he had a mishandle that almost led to a goal too, that he had a slide like last second to get the ball out of uh, – I can't remember. I think it might have been Tony's – reach uh but anyway uh sterling missed a pretty good chance to equalize in the 75th i I think city had their chances sterling hasn't scored in like this this calendar year yeah or assisted he hasn't done anything yeah so hot seat ever since he's been talking about that move to real madrid (laughs) since city got the ban he's not really are you shocked at that type of player the type of player to force to move to manchester city I mean, and now that they get the ban he's like oh you know i always thought about real madrid so well, so with a team like this, is it just tough for them to get up because they're literally in the middle of like the Premier League table? Like nothing's going to affect their Champions League spot. They're not going to win the title. They're club. just playing for Champions League. So like, so do you give in a situation like this more credit to United, or do you just say City might just be taking the foot off the gas? Um, I don't know. I think it's a little mix of both, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I think more so City not giving a shit. I don't know. All I right. Don't know what, how you feel about that? I don't know. I, I, I Part of me wants to say, because anytime you get a win over City, it's pretty big. But I feel like they've taken the gas off the pedal in the past month. They haven't really looked great. Uh, that said, United's been on fire, too. So this shouldn't come as a huge surprise, even right. though we both, I think, predicted against this. You predicted a draw. I predicted a City win. So, you know, difficult to see it coming. Ole's doing well. United's doing well. I'm going to leave it off with this. Percent chances United is in the Champions League. I asked Jeremy this, you know, as people will hear. Percent chances United gets in the Champions League. Maybe. As a fifth, in the fifth spot, yeah. Uh, 75%. What do you say? I would say about that as well. 75 to 80%. It wasn't so high. Now it is. With the games dwindling down, I think they're better than Wolves and Sheffield. Tottenham's ass now, and I and I don't think Arsenal can catch well, them. Well, the thing is, Wolves. Wolves are just kind of wild. Are they not? Yeah, they're the a wild fuck card. Is that about? We can cover. We can talk about them. A Wolves little are later. a fucking wild card. All right, next we'll game. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so United looking good. City. We'll see. Uh, another. Well, before we go to the next game, special guest. Speaking of United, we had Jeremy Marks on the show. So. Oh yeah. So we'll go ahead and uh, give it to him, right? Yeah. Off to you, Jeremy. We have a special reoccurring guest back from the UK, a proper football lad and legend, the one and only Jeremy Marks. How's it going? Hey, doing well, guys. How are you? Great. <laughs> We're doing even better with you on. A uh, few technical difficulties multiple times, but thanks for being patient. Um, as usual, well-traveled Jeremy Marks back yes. from the UK. How was your trip? Trip was great, man. I was able to catch a few games while I was over there. Weather held up really well. Got to see a lot of stuff, so it was a good time. Wow. So, um, you said the rain held off? Because I remember last yeah, time... Yeah, we only had, like... Go ahead. Last time we went, it was uh, it was pretty hard on the rain, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, it was miserable. But uh, it, it was it was sunny and stuff there? 
Yeah, so we only had like two days rain. Liverpool actually had the best weather, which I was shocked. Shocked. Um, we went for the weekend, and it was all sunny the whole time. So. <laughs> and uh, also, before we get into the games, uh, did you have a cheeky Nando's there? I did have a cheeky Nando's at least twice. So that was definitely a proper oh, night out for sure. Top, top two visits. All right, uh, one more actually before we get into the games. You know, with a lot of stuff going on with the uh, coronavirus. Uh, with the concerns happening, did you notice any precautions there? Did you run into anything that was going on in regards to that? Um, they had their first death while I was over there from coronavirus, um, but there weren't too many precautions going on. There were a ton of people wearing masks. I'd say the the airport home uh, coming back from Heathrow was actually the most most interesting because I literally ran into a guy wearing a full on chemical suit like from Breaking Bad. So what the hell? What? It's bananas. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely bananas. People are freaking out over there for sure. Um, but yeah, I wasn't too too worried about it. Just, you know, wash your hands, be safe, that kind of thing. Right. So you are a Manchester United fan, and through your snap yep. and uh, Instagram, you did go. You did you did get a tour, didn't you, of the stadium? I did do the the enhanced tour at Old Trafford. Yeah, it was How it was absolutely. That? I loved it. Pet. Yes. You you think I'm a standard tour guy? Come on, let's be serious. <laughs> Um, no, so I went for the enhanced tour and Irene, similar to our Liverpool, um, tour, the, the guy was great. Um, he had been working with the club for four years, um, got to see some parts of the, uh, some parts of the stadium that most tours don't get to see really knowledgeable guy, been a fan his whole life, you know, grew up with the team. So it was uh super cool. Yeah. I gotta say like when we, uh, when we went to the actual game, we didn't get the tour when, when I went with you last time, um, I wish I had right. seen a tour because going to that stadium, it was uh, it was insane. It was like kind of one of those surreal moments. Not even being a United fan, just like seeing the history in that ground. So um, that must have been a fucking awesome tour. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. That leads me to my next question. Um, before we get into the game that just happened, do you think uh, United's going to make the Champions League this year? You know. Originally, I didn't. Um, I remember we were on the pod a few few months ago, and I definitely had my doubts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, since we got Ihago and since we got Fernandez going, um, we haven't lost a game. Um, we're a strong side, and we're, we're putting up against Man City, you know, 2-0. So I, I like where this team's headed. And I, I did mention the last time that we spoke that what we were missing was that key center midfielder. And I think Fernandez has really stepped up and been that guy for us. So I think I really like the positivity and the outlook of this team. I do think Champions League, you know, as optimistic as I am, I, I will try to keep my reservations back as not get too excited and not get disappointed. But I do definitely think it's a possibility. So what would you then say is a put a percentage chance on it? Let's say City loses the appeal and fifth place goes through. What's, what are the percentage uh, chances do you think United goes up? Um, if the way we're playing, if we keep it up, I'd probably say like 65 to 75. Yeah, sounds about right to me. So, yeah. um, speaking of which, I guess I already wanted to mention the game. Uh, yeah, um, I watched it. It was a, it was a, it was a great game, more so on the United's end. Um, what was the overall, uh, impression on that game? Is that kind of what you expected, uh, before going into it? Yeah, so I honestly expected... City to play a lot better, I guess. Uh, the McTominay goal was kind of just seemed to be a little bit of an error on City's end. Um, and the, the Fernandez through ball obviously was great to Martial, but 
Um, I was definitely surprised. I think my favorite moment from the game was when Bruno Fernandez told Pep to shut up on the sideline. I think that yeah, was absolute, just a, a right laugh. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they they did pretty well, and uh, with with their uptick in form, uh, what would you credit this? Uh, yeah, I know you mentioned Bruno Fernandez. Is there another factor that you would kind of credit this run of form for United for? This is the most they've won in a row since Ole started. Um, so what would you credit to it outside of even just Bruno? Would it be, you know, guys that were injured coming back like McTominay? Yeah. So, I mean, we've been doing a lot of this about Rashford too, which has been the really shocking thing. I think Ikalo has really stepped into the shoes and really stepped up to, um, kind of be that striker for us, even though he's on loan, the way he's playing, I told the tour guy actually, I'm like, we should sign this guy ASAP, you know, with the amount of goals he's scoring. Um, but I just think that I, for the longest time, I thought that this number 10 role that we were missing since, you know, honestly, since like a Rooney left, um, mm-hmm. it's just something that we really needed. And now I think that we finally have brought in a player that is creative, is mixing things up, you know, is not just running the same type of play to get up there. I think it's really making a difference for us. So I, I really rate Bruno um, so far. And I think he's been a big part of our success. I 100% agree. Bruno, um, he was a bad transfer for me in FIFA. But he proved me wrong in real life. Put it that way. So sure, absolutely. Big, I'm a big Bruno fan. Um, so I kind of mentioned this on the last show that I feel like United signings over the past, like, I don't know, like six to 12 months have been actually pretty decent. I like Wambasaka, Maguire, uh, Bruno. Um, and then I like the guys that they brought up, like McTominay and all these guys. I don't know if something's changed or what it is, but I guess what I'm saying is, Put yourself in Ole's shoes, Jim. In yeah. Ole's shoes. So you guys make UCL, right? Champions League. Yeah. Ding, ding, dong. And you have the whole Pogba situation here. You know, there's a lot of question marks with the Haya, possibly. Do you sell one or two of them? And if so, or if not, what do you what do you target at that point? Like, what, what is there a weakness in this United side that could maybe make them? better and make them compete for the title yeah i mean obviously um you know pogba as much as we haven't seen him ever guy's always on holiday it seems these days but um you know he is still in my opinion an incredible player one of the world's best in the midfield um you know people have their thoughts about him but i think this guy's physicality and strength on the ball is something you haven't seen since like a yaya toure um, and really just a dynamic midfielder able to change the game, picks out a pass like Paul Scholes from midfield. So I definitely think he makes any team better than he is in. That being said, um, he's almost got a little bit of an Ibrahimovic mentality to him where you kind of have to build a team around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, also one thing with this United sign is Fred has really started to come into his own. Yes. I've been an avid, uh, avidly against Fred since we signed him. I don't think he's done anything <laughs> for us, but the past few months he's really started to turn around. Um, and kind of filled Pogba's shoes in some senses. Um, so, you know, I do think that if, you know, if United keep playing the way they are now, I almost think they could benefit more from selling Pogba than actually keeping him because he's not going to fit in anywhere with the three that we've got going right now. Um, it's like in McTominay, Fred, and Bruno Fernandez. Um, that being said, you know, he's one of my favorite players. I would hate to see him go. Um, I do think... Um, you know, we're really starting to get this back line thing sorted out. Um, McGuire, like you said, is coming to his own. Wambasaka is an absolute class right back. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I would say for the De Gea, I would like to see him have a little more time because um, for a long while here in this United 
stretch of him. He's had horrible defenses around him. And, you know, now that if this team gets a little more time, you get a little more chemistry, I, I'd be curious to see how he performs with that. And he just signed a new four-year deal, if I'm not mistaken, not too long ago. So um, I would like to see him continue that out at least. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's interesting you say that. So it sounds like if, you know, if you had to sell one or if one had to go, I mean, it could be Pogba. And if you consider how much money he could bring United and how much they, they get off, say, Champions League, um, you know, you guys might be able to go and get, you know, one of these bigger, bigger targets. Uh, perhaps you can lure in someone like a Jaden Sancho, perhaps, you know, or just even within the Premier League, get someone like a James Madison or Jack Grealish or any of these players that have been linked to United players that you, you may be interested in. Yeah, see, yeah. I was a huge Sancho guy, um, huh? but um, I think the thing with uh, Sancho now is you kind of have to take out Dan James. Um uh. I do oh, think Dan James has been one of the highlights of our season as well. I mean, he's had his moments for sure, but um, I do think tough. that it makes things a little difficult on the end to try and figure out who to play in this situation. Um, that being said, though, huge Sancho guy. That guy will come into any team. I think Mbappe even said that he's going to be one of the best. Um, right. So a big fan of him. Obviously, Grealish would be amazing. I just don't know where you put him in this midfield moment. Basically, moral of the story, if the, if the thing's working, you know, um, right. Like don't don't break don't fix the wheel if it's already oh, working. Yeah. You know? If it ain't broke, don't yeah, fix it. Yeah, 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 that's true. Exactly, that's true. exactly. You don't want to ruin the chemistry, I guess. So going, uh, Aaron, do you have any more United questions? I have one outside of United, actually. So I have one as well outside of United. Okay, so um, you go first. On the topic of Champions League, you guys are breaking uh, up on me a little bit. So oh, I'm, sorry. We'll I know you that. you're big you're big into the you know in the international scene. Champions League's going on right now. Uh, just looking at how things have gone in the first legs, who's your favorite to win Champions League this season? Oh, wow. Favorite to win Champions League? Oh, wow. Um, it's tough. Yeah, that is tough. Um, you know, I feel like I'd have to pick Barca still. Um, I have a lot of issues, um, but I, I do think that while Messi has come out and said that they're not going to win it without Neymar, um, I do feel like he almost needs to prove that on his own a little bit, you know, um, it's because he's in a team right now that while respectively, obviously one of the best sides in the world hasn't had as much help as in previous Champions League wins. So I do think for the past two seasons, he's out for a little bit of vengeance. They're having their issues in the league, um, but I do see them kind of going far. What's your favorite city in the UK? Favorite city in the UK? Um, you know, it's You've been all over. It's not Manchester. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really, I mean, I'm a big London guy. That's really generic, though. I'm going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with Oxford. Um, and like oh, Oxford-Windsor yeah. area, kind of like just north of Heathrow. Um, big fan. Uh, you know, I'm a big college town guy. Um, it's just a good vibe on campus. There's a lot of intellectual young people running around, and Windsor's, Windsor's got a lot of a nice history to it. It's got a nice countryside as well. So, uh, that's a good shout. I like oh, that yeah. call. Uh, Oxford is beautiful. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, anything you have uh, anything you have for us, Jim? Before we uh, we let you go, we know you're busy, and we thank you for taking time. Any questions you have for us before we uh, let you go? Yeah. Um, if you could. Um, have signed one player for your clubs in January, obviously being Arsenal and Liverpool, who would it have been and why to each of you? 
Oof. Do we have unlimited funds? <laughs> Does it have to be realistic, right? Unlimited funds. Ooh. No, I'm, let's just make it FIFA style. If you could have unlimited uh, funds, you'd break the bank. If you could have brought in one player, who would have been and why for Arsenal and for Liverpool? Uh, do you want to go first, Ryan? Nah, you, you go, go first. first. All right. Go well, our center backs have been tragic. Mm-hmm. So Abysmal, gonna... yeah. Yeah, they've been horrendous. So I'm about to, because we have William Saliba coming to us next year, and I think he'd learn a lot. I'm going to dip in and steal Virgil van Dijk from Liverpool. What the hell? <laughs> Bro, you can't do that. I <laughs> there you go. That'd I be a show. Did. I just did. Yeah, they, they can use a solid center back. I, I think especially with Arteta as the manager, he's got really good structure, so he wouldn't be exposed on island by himself. And I think he could really up the game, just like he's done with Dejan Lovren at times of his other center back, no matter what the quality of that center back. So that's that's my shout. Very good question, though, because I had to think kind of nice. pretty hard. So. Yeah, I did I did as well. As much as I want to say improve the midfield, because I feel like the midfield for Liverpool isn't as hot as a lot of people think. Um, we might, we just sure. mentioned him. I'm, I'm going to say Jane Sancho, just because he's he's so electric to watch. Um, I kind of like keeping like a, yeah. you know, an English core and like he's so young and I feel like the way he plays would, would fit perfect with Liverpool and how Klopp runs it. Cause he, he forced, he's flourishing at uh, Borussia Dortmund mm-hmm. and, um, even though yeah. Klopp's manager there, I mean, they still play a very uh, attacking style. So uh, I think he fits, he, he would fit perfectly, uh, at Liverpool system wise, couldn't agree more wise and stuff like that. So. At least yours can still happen. Mine is a dream. I mean, I don't know. We'll see if <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Can't have everything, you know. <laughs> um. So I think that's all we got. Yeah, for, Jim. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, do, uh, anything else you want to say to the listeners before we log off here? No, I mean, I, I love the show. I love tuning in. So I, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys enjoy the pod, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can see United back in Champions League like next season for these oh. United fan listeners out there. One last thing before we cut off. Are you a pancake or waffle guy? Wow, you really throw me for a spin. This has um, been a hot... I'd have to okay. say... Uh, this is a really hot take. I'm going to have to go with waffle. Yes! No! Yes! <laughs> yes! Good man. All right, Jim. <laughs> sorry. All right. So clearly sorry. there's some backstory there that I missed. But yeah, waffles all the way for sure. There you go. Good man. Good man. Respect, Jerem. Always good having you on. Best of luck to you uh, to you guys in Champions League. Maybe both of us can make it. And I don't know, Chelsea won or something. So we'll see what happens. Also, Iowa in the March Madness. Yeah, good luck to Iowa. Purdue isn't going to be there. so. Absolutely. Look at Garza, Big Ten Player Big Ten player of the Year. Let's go. National Player of the Year. <laughs> All right. Good talking to you, Jerem. Later. I love it. All right. All right, and a great interview with Jeremy Marks. Jeremy's, uh, shout out, Jerem. Shout out, Jerem. Uh, shout out, Jerem. Right. <laughs> He's the most. Po- Is he the most popular shout out that we have? Uh, he might be. Yeah, might be. So also uh, coming off of uh, Portillo's. So shout out to him for hanging in there. I got man. through a folk food coma after that usually. So so yeah. So good stuff on uh, Manchester United there. Uh, let's move on to another team that had an impressive week. Also, Chicago people, drop your uh, tweet us your uh, Portillo's orders. I'm, uh, and where can they tweet at us? At the footy corner too. But I'm talking your main order. I don't want to. I don't want to hear the. Uh, sometimes go for this. Sometimes go. If you had one last trip to Portillo's, what do you get? That's grim. All right, so we'll go. Let's <laughs> what go are you getting? The Italian beef. 
spicy peppers. I'll go with the dry because sometimes they dip it too much. I'll, or I'll tell them a little dip, like a little bit. I'll do that. And then you got to get the cheese fries. That's, oh, yeah. my, that's my order. You know, I'm, after my last visit, I'm getting that double bacon cheeseburger, mate. Wow. Cheese fries. That's on that wild. Dish. Cheese no, fries. No beef or hot dog. You're going with a burger at Portillo's. Get me drunk enough and add a little hot dog and add a jumbo hot dog to that. I'll eat it. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and tell us your orders. Um, so moving on, I was trying to get a connection between Portillo's and Chelsea, but I don't have one. So we'll go on to a team fighting for Champions League. Chelsea 4, Everton 0. Mount, Pedro, William, Andrew all scoring for Chelsea. Everton, you know, they, they had that bad streak against Arsenal. You remember you shared that fact? Yeah. They are now winless in their past 25 Premier League away games against Chelsea. Uh, wow. It continues. They were wearing those pink. I don't, did you see the jerseys they wore? Those ugly pink. I, I think some so teams why do you like, off. Why do you like those? But why? I mean, why don't you like those? But then you like the electric lemonade it's one. It's the shirt short combo. Like, that did not work. I think it was like black or dark blue shorts. It was it was yuck, but the electric lemonade it all goes together, mate. This so. this was tragic, and and the performance was just as tragic. Carlo Ancelotti suffering his worst defeat ever as a manager, joint worst defeat. It happened as Real Madrid manager. Who do you think he lost to? His also four nothing. Okay, in 2015. You, okay. So was it a, a series? Was it was it a Champions League match or was it a? It was in the La Liga. It was La Liga. Uh, it might have been Champions League, but it was okay. So then Barcelona, no, Atletico, yeah, Atletico Madrid four nothing. Oh, that's when they actually tried to score. So that's twenty fifteen. So I think it was a was it a Champions League game? Because I don't fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Wow, wasn't that the year they made the final? He was at Real Madrid. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, wild. So he hasn't seen defeat like that. That was four years ago. There's no way (laughs) he looked like a wet dog in this match. No, wasn't he at Bayern four years ago? Twenty fifteen. You can check it. You, I mean, bro, we saw him at Bayern four years ago. Siri, who did Carlo Ancelotti manage in 2015? I'm not sure who the coach was for the Bruins in 2015. <laughs> Shout out Boston Bruins! Shout out Boston Bruins! Look it up. It's a, it's. I mean, it's a good fact. So um, that said, he looked sad. He looked like a wet dog. Everton looked. I love him though, man. A bit rough. Uh, First of all, what happened to Everton? Wow, he this was match? manager of. Uh, yeah, I don't. Talk a year later, here. he was at Bayern. I don't talk bullshit here. So let's talk about them first. What could have gone wrong here? What was the issue here with Everton? Everything went wrong. Okay, <laughs> you want to be more specific? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just a better team they played against. I, I will say, I thought Holgate and Keane looked awful. They looked horrendous as a center back pairing. And you know what else I've noticed? I look at the back four that Ancelotti deploys, and I've also noticed Everton tends to give up a lot of goals. Like, they're fun to watch, but recently they're they're leaking goals, and it's because they keep changing it up. The fullbacks are different every week. He had Baines and Coleman one week. He had Sidibe in another. Dini Bro, plays so sometimes. tell me why Yuri Mina goes from a Barcelona he's signing, on the bench. and now he's on the bench. Remember That's my he, point. They before Everton, it. he was a Barcelona player for, like, 48 hours. Yeah. It was almost like a make-a-wish case, but then like, oh, this kid can actually play. Well, for some reason, you know, so why is Enchilati switching the back lineup so much when they were on a bit of a hot roll before this little slump they're having? Is that your laptop that's making yeah, so much it noise? Yeah, Louise. Well, they can't hear it on the Also, Man Rocket, I don't know what you think about him, but Casper Schmeichel has right. to be the 
best looking man in the Premier League. Didn't you like James Madison before? I'm gonna have to James shut this Ma- off. This J- is loud. James Madison's like the he gives like the Justin Bieber vibes. Okay, right? Like you is know, my laptop gonna explode. Kind of like the fuckboy vibes. Okay. Casper Schmeichel looks like he could play um, Thor. Yeah, I think you lead the world in the most distracted human being. <laughs> um, but, but to I answer agree. your question, I don't know why Carlo is doing that. Um, usually, I have his back because. He's probably, other than Klopp, my favorite manager in the world mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he's doing, to be honest. And I, and I think it's one of those games you just kind of throw out. Like, everyone has a bit of a mulligan, <laughs> especially when they're starting up, right? I mean, did, didn't Klopp have a couple? Like, didn't he have a bad game here? Like, Arteta's going to have one. Lampard's had a I couple. Mean, yeah, God Wat- knows Watford. that. You know? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, when he first started. Yeah. yeah, when you first start with a team, you're going to have some hiccups. TBT when we drew West Brom and celebrated in front of the fans. Yeah. See, I mean, shit happens like that. I think they'll be fine. On the other end of it, I think we got to talk about Chelsea and how impressive they were in this effort. It seemed like they've... They're rolling. They, well, it seems like they shuffled the lineup a bit, and another youngster, another youngster steps in, Billy Gilmore. Uh, he completed the most passes in this match, 74 passes completed. He ran that midfield really well. What are your thoughts on his performance? I think Billy Gilmore is a stud again. Chelsea's youth. I mean, it, it is as advertised. Um, ironically, if anyone's interested, tweet at me and I'll send it to you. I, <laughs> so I was doing a deep clean today of my place while watching YouTube videos. I watched a Billy Gilmore behind the scenes. And then I also watched a Mason Mount one. Both of those guys are fucking studs and are going to be like insane. Billy Gilmore, where did did he come from? Rangers was that Billy who he was Gilmore? With? Um, it just showed him at Chelsea for a while. Okay, I don't know. I somehow for some reason he, he seems Scottish to me. I think he came from Rangers. Oh yeah, he's got the accent. <clears throat> okay, for sure, he is Scottish, but I don't. He came from someone. At no. first, I thought he was on our side, but then I think he oh, was... Oh, he did transfer from Rangers, Rangers. Okay. but they just focused on his Chelsea career. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, hey, he had another up-and-coming guy, and with and he a plays fun. a good role with Jorginho. And Jorginho and Conte, none of them were playing this match. So this was his his role, his job. He had a funny uh, post-match interview, too. It was pretty... Oh, really? Uh, I didn't see he, what, what he did. Actually, so Liverpool, including the Liverpool game, his last two matches, he's won man of the match. Oh, really? Times. There you go. I mean, he's a sharp player. Actually, a little more talk about him in the comments section. I have some interesting comments on young player talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll separate that from nonce of the week discussion because <laughs> that sounds a bit nonce uh, The last thing I want to mention in this match before we move on, Keppa is back. What wow. are your thoughts on Keppa getting the call um, back into action in this match? I like it, finally. Um, and a clean sheet. Look, as much as I don't like Keppa, I guess he did good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say to that. But yeah, it's a good clean sheet because Everton usually scores a goal or two, right? Yeah, maybe three. Right, they have a pretty good attacking prowess. So I think Kappa did a good job of organizing the defense and um, doing what he had to do. Yeah, I guess we'll find out if this pays off in the future. I think Chelsea needs to find a better backup keeper. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe Willie Caballero. Yeah, maybe maybe go to the um, what you might call it their youth. Because it seems to be working out. Yeah. By the way, if you look at their fucking lineup, bro, look how many missing players they have due yeah. to injury. Oh, yeah. No, it's I know. That's what I'm saying. Stupid. You already had Jorginho Conte, Kovic. That's why Billy Gilmore's playing. Hear me out. Okay, while we're on the topic of Chelsea, sorry, I'm like kind of dragging it out. But this is a hot take. If Chelsea makes it to the FA Cup final and clinches Champions League, 
manager of the year should go to him. Frank yeah. Lampard. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. There's no doubt. Right? I mean, I mean you can argue Klopp. I mean, man's gone 25, 26, 1 and 1. If he wins Premier League and Champions League. I think if you win two trophies, you're manager of the year. Does Champions League impact your Premier League manager of the year, though? I don't or know. Just, I'm not sure. Someone I mean, he, out there he knows. has Premier League in the bag. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll let's ask everyone. How about we'll send a question? Who is your manager of the year? There's, and I have a there's a in the comment section. We'll mention the managers a bit. We'll ask the people who's your manager of the year up to this point. We have to throw in the tracksuit or what? lad. Who's the tracksuit lad? Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. Yeah. Throw well, him in there. We'll talk about managers later. So I have that in the comment section. Sorry, I had to drag that on, but I was um, just a good. So we'll let, we'll do a poll because I had a discussion with Gark okay. about this, and he said that Lampard is the complete opposite. He said Lampard sucked. Oh wow. I don't know okay. how that's possible, but... Well, we'll find out. So we'll put a poll on Manager fan. of the Year, see what happens. Um, someone who's not going to win Manager of the Year, Jose Mourinho. Burnley and Tottenham draw 1-1. Uh, Chris Wood scoring for Burnley early. Burnley early, that made sense. Uh, Deli Ali gets a pen for Tottenham to equalize it. Um, so, once again, Tottenham... I, I understand it was at Burnley. Rough result. Uh, Chris Wood... Has 11 goals this season. He's only the third Burnley player to have more than 10 goals in a season. Can you name the other two? Burnley players? That have had more than 10 goals in a season. He has 11. The other two had, one of them had 12 last season. And this other one hit 11 in 2014-15. So. Landon Donovan. <laughs> Donovan didn't play for Burnley. What the fuck? He did. Fu- what? He did. When? Mate. Landon Donovan did not play for Burnley. Really? He was on okay. loan at Well, it's not Landon Donovan. Um... I don't know who played for them last. Jermaine Defoe or some shit? Nope. So last season, I know Defoe played for some ball. Last season's was the highest goal total they ever had. It was Ashley Barnes, 12. Okay. Okay. In 14-15, you should know this lad. <laughs> okay, he did not. He did not play for them. He did. It's fucking ridiculous, mate. <laughs> Glenn Donovan for Burnley. <laughs> the fuck are you on? Wait. Didn't he play for Everton? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he didn't play for Burnley. He played for Leverkusen. All right, moving on. <laughs> How about 14-15? This guy is scoring a lot of goals this season. He also played for Liverpool. Briefly. Benteke or some shit? No. no. Briefly. Very brief. You like him? He's scoring goals again oh, this year. Ings. Yeah, Danny Ings. Was Bro, yeah. Oh, my God. 14-15. So, Wood, if he scores one more, is tying the Burnley record. Two more, he's the... Uh, Lone keeper of it. Mate, is the remote by you? I just saw the most wild thing. This guy and looks then, just like Isco. Have you seen the Kia it's commercial? It's by you. And uh, on top of that, as we as he talks about the Kia commercial, Deli Ali scoring his 50th Premier League goal. This lad. So, uh, yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, okay. sorry. We've been that is Isco. Arine's distracted again. This lad looks like Isco. Okay, so Arine thinks the guy from the Kia commercial looks like Isco because people that are listening Look, in their cars. Bro, that is Isco. It's not Isco. That looks like Isco. Okay. So um, go watch the Kia commercial if you want to see a guy that looks like Isco. Uh, <laughs> that is Isco. Deli Ali scores his 50th Premier League goal. Only one Spurs player has done it at a younger age. Harry Kane. Yep. Uh, by a few days, not by many. So what do you, let's talk about this now. Burnley won, Tottenham won. What's wrong with Tottenham? Everything. I think, um, I think they need to rebuild. Okay. Tenge in Dembele got called out by Jose. I was about to say that. What do you think about a guy, a manager, calling a player out like he did to Ndombele? He's right. I mean, if he's not as advertised, I mean, uh, dude, they're fucked right now. Okay. What do they have? <laughs> I don't know where to start with that team. 
I don't even want to play with them in FIFA anymore. Did you want to play with them before? I mean, yeah. yeah. They have a new stadium, a lot of money. But this is too much to fix now, man. You have Eric Dyer jumping in the crowd. <laughs> it's too much. Bro. Yeah, that was during the, what, was it the <laughs> FA Cup or what? Yeah, that's when they got knocked out by Norwich in shootouts in the FA Cup. So, so here's what we're talking about. Mourinho said, in the first half, we didn't have a midfield. Of course, I'm not speaking of Skip because he's a kid of 19 who's played two hours in the last who's few days. Skip? Oliver Skip, who's been playing in their midfield. I don't criticize him at all, but I'm not going to run away, and I have to say, Ndombele has had enough time to come to a different level. How I know the Premier League is difficult, and some players take a long time to adapt to a different league, but a player with his potential has to give us more than he's giving, especially when you see how Lucas, Lo Celso, and those players are playing. I was expecting more in the first half from him. Well, Straight I, out calls him out. Oliver Skip. Yeah, Oliver Skip. They're playing a bunch of these young guys. Like That team is in shambles. Um, and, you ready for this? I don't know if you heard this. News just came out. They might lose Bergwijn for the season. Why? So, no Son, the no injury. Kane. He died. Yeah. And Bergwijn was the striker in this match. And now no Bergwijn. So, they literally, it's just Lucas. Like, they literally, Lucas is their only hope. And he's the only player that can do anything. He has no one around him. So, is this team going to fall out of the top ten is my question. Out of the top ten? Yes. It's, I mean, look at the. T- I mean, look at the top no. ten. They can. No. Really? Burnley's not passing them. Burnley. They don't need burn. Oh, I guess out of the top ten. Okay, fine. Do you think they'll be ten or less? I'm talking. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's just I don't Arsenal think they'll be ten. I them. think they'll be top nine. Okay. I don't think they. They. I don't see any Burnley Palace Everton. No, dude. Everton, Everton. just lost four 0 All right. I mean, they got to prove to me. Okay, fair enough. So Tottenham in crisis. Yeah. They suck. Burnley, any comments on Burnley? Not really. All right. No. Let's go to Anfield where Liverpool won 2-1 over Bournemouth. Uh, Harry Wilson was ineligible due to, uh, what, <laughs> being loaned? You can't and play he, against your team? Yeah, he was seen in a Liverpool uh, warm-up too, which aggravated a lot of Bournemouth fans. Well, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So uh, he's coming home at the end of the season, so they can fuck off. All right. And Callum Wilson started the scoring <laughs> early. Uh, but it didn't mean much as Salah and Mane answered the bell. Nothing really happened in the second half. Uh, Callum Wilson's goal, by the way, was the first time Bournemouth had scored on Liverpool since 2017. And since that time, Liverpool has scored 17 goals on Bournemouth. Wow. <laughs> so that was – I found that stat to be absolutely bananas. Um, is Allison's hip problem a big thing? I saw Adrian starting again. He had a bit of a howler against Chelsea in the FA Cup, and he was – I thought he was a little dicey at times in this match, too. Is Allison going to be back for Champions League? Hopefully. I pray because we need him against Atletico, 100%. Because Adrian's not good I enough. think he'll play against Atletico. Okay. So he's he's on the cusp There's of no way. Back. That's a must-win game. Like, like it, it'd be so fucking... I just, I just don't want to get knocked out by fucking Diego Simeone. Right, right. Yeah. Fucking prick. Well, uh, shout-out to Liverpool. 22 straight home wins. Longest run in their uh, top-flight history. Mohamed Salah is the first Liverpool player to score 20-plus goals in three straight seasons yes, since sir. since who? Wait, say that again. He's the first Liverpool player to score 20-plus goals in three straight seasons since who? That's a wild question. In it's the tough. Premier League? Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Rooney? Hmm. Wayne Rooney didn't. No, for Liverpool, I mean. Oh. I, I would have said Aguero, actually. Um, Last Liverpool player to do it. Do you want? I'll give you years after one guess. Okay. Um. Fernando Torres. No, but it was 2000. 
2001 to 2002-03. This guy did it three straight seasons. So when I was five years old, who was the striker <laughs> for Liverpool? Um, was it a... Uh, fuck, what was it? Cocaine guy. Yep, oh, my God. Yep, yep, yep. It is him. I'm drawing a blank. I know who it is. You want me to say it? Yeah. It's Michael Owen. Yes. Yeah, Michael Owen. Wait, no, he's not cocaine guy. Who's the cocaine guy? Cocaine guy is... Uh, Who's the cocaine guy? <laughs> Nikhil will know who I'm talking about. The cocaine guy. It'll come up after the podcast. All right. We'll he's figure, a legend. He's we'll a legend. probably... We'll look into it. We'll have the department... Michael Owen, by the way. We'll have the department look into the cocaine guy. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts on that first goal? Do you think that was a shove uh, from Wilson on, on Joe Gomez that got them their first goal, Bournemouth's? Whatever, man. <laughs> I don't Fair know. Enough. All right, fine. We'll move on to another point. Uh, what about that error by Simpson for Bournemouth? I didn't watch the game this oh, weekend. Okay, never mind. Did you at least see <laughs> it was the a six thirty game, bro? Did you see Milner stop? I saw Milner John spot. Stones. I saw Milner stop. That was okay. huge. Yeah, Good save. Yeah, we might see him more. Uh, in Premier League action. Well, I was going to say, is Robertson, is there a problem with him right now? Or what's going on? Why did James Milner start this match? I, I got think, a little confused. I, I think, well, I think we're just resting him okay. for uh, this he, Wednesday. Because he wasn't even on the well, bench. For this Wednesday. Yeah, well, he, he wasn't even listening. Because Robertson, I think, has played the most games for us, or most minutes. Oh, okay. He needed a break. So he And Milner, just... Milner hadn't played in a while. Okay. So why? Cocaine guy's Robbie Fowler. Yes, Robbie Fowler. <laughs> you just searched cocaine Liverpool? I did. Our intern did, I mean. Um, okay, so... Yeah. yeah, no, no, I think you're going to see a lot of Milner from the rest of the season because with that City loss, I think you're going to see a lot of Harvey Elliott. I don't know if you know who yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, number Rob. 68. Yeah, a lot of Harvey. Wild hair. Yeah, I love him. I love that guy. Did I love he come from Fulham? Was he from Fulham? Yeah, okay. yeah. Harvey Elliott, you're going to see a lot of Milner, old, you know, older guys. Right. Um, Ox. Nico... Ox might. We need Ox for Champions League. He's fucking good when he's on it. So I hope we play him in Champions League. So Keita set this one out. I like Ox better than Keita. Okay, a lot better actually. So well, but one of them is a little more defensive than the other. No, I mean, well, they're trying to make Keita a more attacking guy, and it's not working out. I don't think it's. Yeah, you can't square peg round hole. So yeah, that's what that is. But yeah, I'm just saying, uh, if you have fantasy players for Liverpool, um, if they get past Atletico. Uh, fucking don't play him. All right. Yeah, so hot seat Liverpool You're going to see because Divac Origi is going to start up top for them. Like, you know, they're going to be swapping Firmino, Salah, Mane out. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we'll see. Just a little heads up. Okay, fair enough. Uh, moving on to the Emirates. Arsenal 1, West Ham 0. Alexander Lacazette coming off the bench to score the winner. Uh, all seven of his Premier League goals this season have been at home. He doesn't score away from home. Uh, really a poor first half from Arsenal, came together in a second, just take the points. What are your thoughts on this uh, performance against West Ham? I think it's wild because two of the things that never happened happened, and I want to ask you about it. Sure. One, they had a clean sheet. Yeah. (laughs) Against against a decent team. Which reminds me. Did Mark Noble start? Yeah, Mark Noble started okay, next well, to Declan the clean, Rice. Well, then the clean sheet doesn't matter that much. But it's still a clean sheet. The clean sheet does matter. Do you want to know why? Do you remember we had a bet? Well, Green Bay's Green Bay's coming <laughs> back, mate. Don't don't don't. Do you remember we had a bet, mate? This game might go to OT. I've sent a reminder to myself what? to make squadron. You call him Squadron Mustafa? Yeah, Squadron, bro. Bro, I'm I'm gonna Photoshop his face onto a squadron. <laughs> Is that your toy pick? 
No, it's going to be your twin pick. Wait, why you lost. What was the little bet? I said Arsenal's going to get a clean sheet, and you said no, they won't. Bull and if you shit. lost, your twin pick is going to be well, okay. When we're done recording, we're going to go back to that because I don't know if I'd make. And then and no, and then if I had lost, mine would have had to have been it was someone else. It was a random guy. It was but, a dumb person. It was just terrible. <laughs> wow, You're going to be Mustafi. This is going to be your picture for one week. Fuck, dude. So when I go to Oak, when I go to Miami and no, I introduce well, people no, on my social because, media, no, because if you <laughs> they're gonna look me up and see Squadron Mustafi. <laughs> no, no. Hey, if you do it tomorrow on St. Patty's Day, take it down. You're done. That's it. It's over. It's a week. Just do it tomorrow. You got away with it once. You've lost everything. What do you thing. mean, man? I had what's his name as my twitpick for a it's while. Wolfie Zaha. And I got well, I got camera like <laughs> side message me, and actually another girl said she's like she's like I saw your twitpick and it actually kind of scared me. Actually, you know what? At least Squadron won't scare people. That picture of Wolf was kind of scary. <laughs> Mate, I'm gonna. I'm telling you right now. So tomorrow, those that are listening, <laughs> hopefully by tomorrow it's happened. If not, definitely by Wednesday because I have a little time on my hand tomorrow. I have a little neat uh, uh, Photoshop project. I'm terrible at it, but I have a cheat day for this. A squadron of Mustafis. Oh, it's Papa Diaz. Papa bless. So um, anyway, going back to the match. So you were saying you said you had two points, one clean sheet, two. Right? So now, what's your take on Lacazette? Yeah, it's still some. Yeah, it's still. He can't do it on a – no. And the reason being isn't because I don't like him. I just feel like he can bring in money to bring another player in a position of need. And, I mean, yeah, he got a big goal. He does get big goals. We'll give him that. But I think if you put uh, Aubameyang through the middle, he would have gotten one at some point this game. Aubameyang's being played on the wing with Arteta because Nketiah got his chance. And he, unfortunately for him, did not have a, a great day. Uh, but, yeah, they, they pulled through. It was one of those games – where the team doesn't play well, but they just get the result and you're happy and you move on. Because right. West Ham, uh, Bowen hit the post in the second minute. Bowen's having a good season for West Ham. Yes. You know, he's showed up lately. Um, they had a two-on-one with Antonio and Aller. And Antonio, it was a comedic. If you get a chance to watch it, 10th minute, he he sends the pass so bad. It goes behind Aller and they just start yelling at each other. Basically, like, Arsenal was lucky they were playing West Ham this week because, honestly, they probably would have lost against a lot of other teams. But, hey... Three points. You'd rather see a result than performance, right? Right. So I thought it was, you know, that's that's a really good scoreline for Arsenal. Actually, I think yeah. get confidence in the back line. Who were the center backs that game? Uh, so they had David Luiz and your boy Squadron wasn't even on the bench. I don't know what happened with Squadron. So I'm gonna make a guy my back that didn't even contribute to me <laughs> losing that. Well, because usually he is. Oh. But, oh man, Northern Kentucky just won. Uh, it was actually the new <laughs> signing, Pablo Mari. With uh, David Luiz in the back, right. so the Brazilian connection. You know, I ripped on you for watching college basketball, but this is pretty awesome. <laughs> well, because when it comes time for March, it gets crazy. That's I just, time. I, it's just hard for me to get in it because, you know. Well, I understand. For obvious reasons, I didn't go to, like, you know, all basketball. I mean, and I, when I went to UIC, I didn't go to one basketball game. And, and, I, and they might All my roommates, I remember one time all my roommates were like. Oh, you went to not. one game with me. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was a student there, I didn't go. Okay. I remember all my roommates one day were like, oh my god, all the students are going to go to this game. I was like, nah, dude. I I legit, the one time in my life I chose to go to the library other than have fun, it was that day. Those listening, by the way, you're going to be listening. If you listen tonight, UIC's on. 
and they're going to be going for the Horizon League title, and uh, that'd be my other alma mater. So if Purdue doesn't get in for once, which is doesn't Kayla look like optimal? they will, uh, no, she's uh, she's busy as hell actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah all day. Um, anyway, yeah, but. Going back, Man, Ars- yeah, Arsenal yeah. are the only unbeaten side in the Premier League in 2020. You know, if anyone's listening to the Chicagoland area, in the South Loop, if you have any food suggestions, please give it our way. Yeah, we might be going to the dinner with the Pops tomorrow. So, I'm trying to think of something. Harold's maybe, huh? No, that's Ooh. too much for you, though. you got no. a soccer game at 10, mate. Fuck, you're you right. puking your brains out. That's true. All right, well, moving on. If you have a suggestion, let us know at the Footy Corner, too. Number two, uh, final match that I really want to get in depth with, I guess not really in depth, just mention it was today, Leicester 4, Aston Villa nil. Harvey Barnes with a brace, Two-Face on fire, Jamie Vardy with a brace, Jamie Vardy's, that's Jamie Vardy's first goal since December, it was 644 minutes between goals for Jamie Vardy. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I think it's just Leicester, I think Aston Villa unfortunately gave up two unfortunate goals beginning with Pepe Reina bombing out. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> yeah, and then you know they they decided they got Pe- late. Pepe Reina looked like a suicide bomber. He did. He did. I've been running with a weighted vest, so I definitely know how that feels <laughs> Pepe. Don't worry about it. So like, uh, yeah, it's just the unfortunate two goals they gave up, and then obviously they wanted to attack to get points, and you know you're susceptible to giving up goals. So um, unfortunate for Villa. I mean, we keep. I mean, I keep saying that they're too good, and like these are just <laughs> unlucky events, but. I mean, shit, we're down to how many more games left? Oh, 10, maybe nine, actually. Sorry, I mean, nine. nine. At one point, you got to say, maybe it's not them being unlucky. So maybe that's just me having to realize they're just not as good as they thought they were. I just thought with Tyrone Mings, um, Jack Grealish, and that one striker, they got Samada. Yeah. I thought they could do it, but I guess not. And this might be the time and for Jack. Jet- Pepe Reina is good other than the suicide bomber. <laughs> not a bad keeper, bro. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that game. But. Oh, man. They got their asses beat. They looked like a circus on the first two goals. Tyron Mink's throwing his arm out, mate. See, but that's unlucky. <clears throat> How's that? I mean, his arm was going out from his body. He chicken winged it. Wow. You're making more of it than it was. I will say, though, that, yeah, I mean, Jack Grealish, how long can he can he stay until he – I and mean, if they go to the – he's not playing it. He's done in the He's too good for the championship. And some may argue Tyrone Mings might be. I think he could use another I think year. Mings is for sure gone. You think so? We'll see. I don't know. He's he might really get thrown into the fire. He is, but if he gets thrown in the fire and I he makes mistakes him. like this. I love him next to Virgil. Well, I mean, I'd take him, him at and, Arsenal him, too. But, him you know. and Gomez swapping would be great. I mean, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Leicester uh, have scored four-plus goals home and away against the same side against Villa. Uh, for the first time since 1967-68, they did it against Southampton. So, really, Villa, I mean, Leicester had Villa's number this season. Yeah, it was a bit unfortunate for the uh, for Aston Villa. We'll see how they hold up. And we'll talk more about promotion relegation uh, during the international break. Let's go to some of the other matches. Palace won Watford nil. Jordan AU, the only goal scorer in that one. Sheffield United won Norwich nil. Billy Sharp, the living legend, the game-winning goal there. Southampton 0, Newcastle 1, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Alain Salmaxamine, with the goal on that one, after Genepro Unchained got a red card. Um, and and Matt Ritchie missed a penalty for Newcastle. They still got the win. Wolves-Brighton, 0-0. Nothing going on over there. Shocking from Wolves, actually. That was a... It was a home match, and I think that was one they needed. Yeah. I think, honestly. It was under the table, but um, yikes. I mean, now that we're talking about it, Wolves, I mean... Pfft, 
are they only good against decent teams? Because they can't sit. See, they are the type of team they sit back and counter. That's their style. But when they play a team like Brighton, I mean, it's like Spider-Man meme looking at each other. You can't do that against them. You can't score. Yeah. So uh, the Saints have seen the most red cards this season. Fun fact there. Uh, DeGenepro now joins Bertrand and Danso as the other red card getters for them. Shout out Danso. Right. And Newcastle have now missed four of their last five penalties with Matt Ritchie missing the last two. (laughs) So that's pretty terrible. Who would you have taken your pens if you're Newcastle? They're pretty shit. Let's be honest. Joe Clinton did not start for only the second time this season. They started the pairing of Dwight Gale and Miguel Elmer on Dwight up Dwight Gale would be a good pen taker. Okay. I like that. Um, other notes I want to mention. Pookie missed a sitter in the 13th minute. So Pookie watch. Is dead. Is completely fucking dead. He's he's been bad. I think I think Pookie doesn't care anymore. I think he knows Norwich sucks, and he's just waiting for his next chance. Although if he keeps missing, I mean, he's he's not young. I mean, if he keeps What's missing, his next chance? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. If he keeps missing, who's gonna take him? Right. right. Um, also, I have one more shout out before we move on. Danny Welbeck's alive. He subbed in for Watford. Oh wow! <laughs> so shout out Danny Welbeck. Any comments from you on these matches? No, not really, mate. All right. Let's go to the week 29 scores. Uh, It was a solid week. Uh, 15s all around from myself, Brian, and Steve. You had 11. Nikhil did not participate, surprisingly, after being the guest. Nikhil, shout out. You alive? What's up? Uh, Yeah, Dan Dockich is doing the uh, No, the other lad. Uh, Jason Benetti. Yeah. The White Sox guy. Top lad. Yeah. They're, they're going to do the championship tomorrow between UIC and probably Northern Kentucky now. Um, anyway, 15s across, RM11. Mate, you should go to participate. the game. It's in Indianapolis, mate. That's like a two-hour drive. Yeah, but I teach until about tip-off. I can't, I can't oh, do that. Oh, unlucky. Yeah, very. Um, Arene still leads the way. 14.69. I'll be there for dinner. Uh, Steve, 13.69. You're one point behind. Uh, then it's... Oh, I must have done something wrong. No, Nikhil is 13.69. So you're 14.69. Nikhil, 13.69. Steve, 13.52. He's catching up to Nikhil. Then I have 13.38. And Brian, the caboose, 12.9. Mate, get up to 13. All right, let's go to the week 30 predictions. There's an extra match this week. Arsenal and City play in a couple days. Big matches on Wednesday all around. I mean, if you can, take a two-hour shit. If you dial, take a two-hour shit, tell your office that you got to take a long lunch, you got a client, and that client is Arsenal City, Liverpool Atletico, and Dortmund PSG. Just find three screens and jerk off and watch that. I mean, I'll I'll be shitting my brains out, nervous That's watching true. that game. That's true. I I I want to win this. So let's go to the predictions then, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we start with that Wednesday match at the yeah, head-to-head. Mikel Arteta returns, and it's not going to be pretty. Because all the managers that have returned this year, bad results. I've got City 3, Arsenal 1. And I know De Bruyne is dead, but I heard he's warming up. He's been playing. Wait, wait, wait. This is a league game? Yeah. Yeah, it's it a makeup game. It didn't show up on the fucking thing. It did. Arsenal and City are playing on Wednesday, mate. Lad. Okay, I got 3-1 City, and I got De Bruyne in case he plays. I don't know. Who's at home? 
City. It's at City. Mikel Arteta returns, mate. It's a big day. I'm going 2-1 Arsenal. What's this? Score Aubameyang. Are you serious? Yeah. Did you write this down? I just... That's bananas. I hope it happens. You'll remember the score. You'll remember that one. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah, you're right. That's true. And it's going to happen. Watford... You know what? Oh, there's no way I'm going to the shoe. Fuck. I'd lay it I can lay it for you. I can put that down. I'd be more than happy to put that bet down. Although I'd feel bad because I don't know if it's going to hit. Watford hosting Leicester. I got Watford 1, Leicester 2, Jamie Vardy. Same thing. All right. Brighton hosting Arsenal. (laughs) Arsenal's in another game. Got Brighton one, Arsenal three, Aubameyang. I have one, two, Aubameyang. Okay. Norwich hosting Southampton. Norwich one, Southampton two, Danny Ings. Oh wow! I have Norwich two, Southampton one, Pookie. Oh, I hope Pookie's back. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. That, uh, uh, Southampton just does well on the road. Uh, Newcastle, Sheffield United is at Newcastle. So I got one, one, and I got Ollie McBurney as my Sheffield goal scorer. I got I got Newcastle two, Sheffield one, and I just fucking threw Almiron out there. Almiron, there you go. I mean. Can Newcastle score a goal? I don't know. Shout out MLS. Shout out LAFC. Shout out Carlos Vela. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Purdue Fort Wayne lost. Uh, Man City 2, Burnley nil, And I got Gabriel Jesus. There you go, Jeff Paris. Take that one. Same thing but Sterling. Okay. I think he'll get off the... Finally. You said... Was that on the show or did you say that to me in private? That Sterling hasn't done anything. He was in person. Okay. No, no. I think it was on the show. On the show. Okay, well... We'll find out. Yeah, shocking news, guys. We talk about the Premier League outside of this fucking thing, too. <laughs> we don't even know if we mentioned it. Uh, Bournemouth hosting Palace. I got Bournemouth 2, Palace 0, Camels. I have the same thing. All right, Villa at home against Chelsea. I've lost faith in Villa. I think they're... Uh, Villa 1, Chelsea 3. I got Olivier Giroud. I got Villa 1, Chelsea 2. I got Mason Mount. All right, West Ham hosting Wolves. I got West Ham 0, Wolves 2, Raul. West Ham 1, Wolves 2, Raul. Tottenham hosting Man United. I got Tottenham 1, Manchester United 2, Bruno Fernandes. Same thing but Martial. Okay. And Everton hosting Liverpool. I have Everton 1, Liverpool 2, Mohamed Salah. I have Everton 0, Liverpool 2, Salah. But realistically, it's going to be a draw. Really? Yeah. See, I put 1-2 because I think it will be tight. Because (sighs) Everton's doing well this year. and, And then, like we said, Liverpool doesn't care as much, so to speak. I think that's going to be the case, and I think uh, Everton's really going to be up for it. All and right. they're at home. So don't forget to send your picks to... At the Footy Corner 2. And uh, Nikhil, we'll be looking for your picks, Nikhil, man. pick your shit up, man. Come on. All right, with that said... I know Elon ain't keeping you that busy, boy. Whoa. Damn, he called you out. He called you out. Not with that said, time, let's go to... What's becoming, I feel like, our favorite part of the show. Shout out in comments. We've had some electric conversations. <laughs> Squadron comes I'm up. I'm so blown home. that that's going to be my fucking twin pick. I got to make that ASAP. Hold on. I got to have my vitamins. All right. So while he goes to have his vitamins, uh, let me mention a couple of things that have come up. Um, so Steve had a few comments. Your, elect- your Siri just went off. So Steve had a few comments. Turn this shit off, bro. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Do you not know how Siri works? No, it's a nonce. Shut this shit off. And you just saw my bet. I, didn't, I didn't see your bet. Go get your vitamin. All right. So, Steve, to Arine's point, beating Atleti 3-0 is curb-stopping them. He wanted to mention that, Steve. He also said that Nikhil's assessment of Detroit is spot on. I love Detroit, and there are redeeming qualities, but at times it does feel forced. So there's a little bit there. Uh, Brian did answer us on Chelsea's struggles. I honestly don't have an answer about Chelsea's second-half performances. 
I don't know if it's a fitness problem, not making the right subs, taking a nap in the dressing room at halftime, or what. But Frank needs to work on his halftime talks. Seemed to have done well this past week with the big win, as Arian still searches for his his vitamins. Uh, The question was posed... Who was more of a nightmare for opposing teams for Liverpool? There's Mohamed Salah, who had 69 goals in 98 games. Luis Suarez had 69 goals in 110 games. Some of the guys did reply. Brian Moore, cheeky response. I know if you ask Bronislav Ivanovic, it's definitely Suarez. Hashtag nightmares about those chompers, as you remember, he, he bit the hell out of him. Yeah, uh, he defends his dumbass for that, too. Steve says 69, nice which is also a reason we posted that scoreline. So who would you say is more of a nightmare for opposing teams out of Suarez and Salah? Suarez. I, I actually agree with that. I think it was... I, I mean, mean, you would know... I mean, you played both of them. When you when you played Liverpool, who would you fear more? Suarez. Even though Salah has more goals in less matches, something about Luis Suarez... I feel like Salah has a little more around him, which is why he has those goals. Prime Suarez was better than was better than Salah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why he's in Barcelona. I mean, that's and that's why he's played at such a high level saying, for mate? many years. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, that's why he was able to get such a, like, because Barcelona at the time, not now, but at the time, they were the it Yeah, because it was Messi, you know? Neymar. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, well, now it's obviously a different story, but what what year was it? 2015? 2016? Yeah, 15. So, I mean, that was the time to move on there, and, and it is what it is. So, um... Wow, that's a lot of vitamins. You see what I take there? Yeah. So Brian has a good idea. So instead of twit picks as the wager, which I agree, you know, we've been overdoing the twit picks. After your squadron one, we can do a different one. He said Bro. you guys should have to do shots of Malort on camera. I'll Malort. do. I'll do it. But let me. T- we're we're actually. Nasty. You know, it's funny. He mentioned that we're heading into St. Patrick's Day. It's the last time I had a Malort. Was last year St. Patrick's Day? Would you? And were it was you, forced. Were you sober for it? Dude, okay, so last last St. Patrick's Day was fucking wild. Because <laughs> wasn't that the one that I, Caitlin and I had to recover and go to New Year's? As did Shadi and Alan, and you didn't I, show up. I was angry on over because I got tricked with some girl into going out the night before. I and I went, I went clubbing the night before. I went on a bar crawl. So my friend showed up to my place and I had like I was like half passed out had Taco Bell like I door dashed it, but like yeah. And then they were like the rule was that every bar we have to have one Malort shot. Oh, that's fucked up, man. Who made I had, that? I, I had a good amount of Malort shots. Ian Nebendal. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Ian, fuck's sake, lad. Me in Vegas with them soon Ooh. too. Yikes. Yeah, and Steve has a nice YouTube video if you guys want to see it. I want to see Arian end up like this. It's a lad. Doing Malort and struggling like Juan Pierre. It's okay. So I have two shots that I genuinely don't like: Malort, and you know I might get flack for this, but Jaeger. Okay, not a big Jaeger guy. So how about our next bet, which isn't happening? We're not going to force a bet, but next time we'll do shot and we'll do it on camera. We'll do a camera bet for the people. Some content. Okay. I think this week we had a little more content than usual too. We put out some stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We could hopefully put out more, especially when I'm on spring break and, and watching the NCAA tournament. I'll be on like half a bender. So you'll probably see some wild shit from me. Um, and then Arian when he's in Miami. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about some of so for my health. <laughs> we mentioned some of the young players. Brian said, I don't want Foden on Chelsea. Who cares about him? Grealish and Madison are light years ahead of him. Foden can stay on steady or get loaned to fucking MK Dons. 
who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. And on top of it, he mentioned something about Billy Gilmore. Uh, I don't have it right now, but he sent like a highlight video of I would take Billy Gilmore. Uh, so if we're talking about youngsters, Billy Gilmore, Phil Foden, and then you even, or sorry, our intern, someone, posted a picture of Curtis Jones or a video of Curtis Jones curling a ball in for Liverpool, right? I did that through this account? Yeah. I meant to, I you meant, and Banter FC were going back and forth. I meant to do that with uh, my Twitter account, not this one. No, we uh, we had an interaction with Banter FC, mate. Yeah. You didn't see it? No. I mean, yeah, I made... Oh, you. sorry, you sent that. You did. Sorry, you did. But Banter FC said, would love a Curtis Jones winner. He sent it to us. Shout out Banter FC. Is this, do we know him in real life, or is he just like a Banter account? I think he's just a Banter... It's a banter account. Oh, he's from Indianapolis, Indiana. Shout out Indy. Oh, really? Shout out. You know, Indianapolis is so underrated, in my opinion. Well, that's because you, you know. So our intern asked who you got between Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah, I know he responded. Says it would love a Curtis Jones winner. And then you posted it. Because he got the winner last round. Yeah. We ended up losing that game. Be more. Shout out to your uh, Chelsea lads. So Foden, Curtis Jones, Billy Gilmore. Let's go outside of Grealish and Madison. Let's some Arsenal youngsters. Well, I mean, Grealish and Madison are like 20s now, like 23, 24. Right. So I'm talking like. I mean, that, that's for Let's talk young eight, player. 19, 18, yeah. <laughs> Who would you take? And we could put a poll up and then put others in. How old is Mason Mount? 20. 20. Okay, 20. that's what I, I thought. I watched too. his documentary. Face I thought it was 20. Okay. I guess you could throw him in. Are we, are we going know. below 20? Under 20? Let's say under 20. So they got to be a teenager. So no amount. Okay. Which teenager are you taking? Because Phil Foden, what is he? Is he a teenager? Phil Foden's got to be yeah. like older now. How old's Phil Foden? Phil Foden is 19 years old. 19. Okay. okay. So any Premier League teenagers eligible, who would you take? I, I want to ask the people too. So we could put a poll up and do other. You could enter other. But there are so many that are up for the running. Ooh, we right. mentioned three of them here. Arsenal has a slew of them. Arsenal has Bukayo Saka. They have Martinelli. They're both 18. Um, what do you take? I'm trying you to think. You have to pick one? Out of all the teenagers, who would right. I take? I know I'm taking. <sighs> if I had to take them on the team, playing right now or for the future too? Both. Like you're starting a team and this is your first draft pick. I'm going with Harvey Elliott. He's 16. Okay. Harvey Elliott. He's is good just... enough to be in the first team of Liverpool. Mate, I haven't seen Harvey Elliott play an actual game other he than should. playing us in the League Cup. He should. He's good. All right. I'm going with, and I have. I think we all have bias. I just can't decide between Saka and Martinelli. I like both of them. Oh, Martinelli is really. Oh, actually, I'm going to have to change that. Martinelli's a 18 only, too. That's the thing. Depends I, if you want. Yeah, that's tough. I'm going Martinelli because you can play on the wing and up front. I'm going Bias. I'm going Elliot. All right. If not Elliot, I would go Brewster. So let's see. Oh, that's a good one, too. He's loaned out to what, Swansea right now? Yeah, he's doing good there. So let's hear your guys' take. Um, I don't know. Do we make a poll? Do we let people in? Because if you make a poll, you give people options, they don't You know, they don't think. They just kind of pick someone from the poll. Realistically, I think Martinelli would be the go-to there. But, dude, Harvey Elliott's 16. So Bro. Cool. 16? There are a lot of options. Bro, when I was 16, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was we'll make a thread. Everyone give your answer, 
and, and we'll just we'll go over it. Which young? Because I think it's very intriguing. There are a lot of good young players up and coming, and I feel like it's always the case. But there are some that are making impacts right now in the Premier League, and, and you've seen it in the past couple of weeks. You know, um, how none of us chose Phil Foden? Well, I bet you Jeff Paris would choose Phil Foden, right? Speaking of Jeff Paris, uh, oh, yeah. he said. Seven people, because you mentioned how seven people only go to their parade, and he sent a picture. And <laughs> did you see what happened? Yeah. So if you zoom in on the picture, it was I, Lester uh, yeah, City's that parade. That was me. I caught. I caught his ass. <laughs> I caught. I caught your ass, Jeff. Oh, so that. <laughs> so there's that, and then I believe he sent another. He updated it with a new picture. He said it was the wrong safe picture. Did you see that one? Yeah. Uh. And then oh, I keep losing it here. So he resends the picture of the actual city, which is like how many people came to my middle school. Uh, here it is. Yeah, my sent the wrong school one. Musical here I mean, and on. get fucking. So he sends a, a picture. Steve answers, "What are you, Trump?" Nice zoomed-in image of the parade. I've seen more people at the Detroit Tigers game. <laughs> on top of it, these two lads are just so, going back and forth. I yeah, mean, there's a big feud <laughs> here. We, we gotta get them both on. We gotta get them on at the same time. Uh, I do want to mention real briefly, some guys did talk about the Bloody Marys. Yeah. Brian agreed with you and said, don't like Bloody Marys at all. They're gross. Give me a screwdriver all day or just a beer. Yeah. So you're more of a screwdriver over a Bloody Mary. Big screwdriver. I actually, I agree with that. I like a screwdriver. Do you like a screwdriver more than, what's that called when you do orange juice and champagne? I can't Mimosa. Yeah, mimosa. Um, mimosa, Bloody Mary, or screwdriver? Mimosa. Mimosa, whatever the fuck you say. Should we do that as a poll? I go mimosa, then screwdriver, then... Dude, champagne's so good. I, so go, good. I go Bloody Mary mimosa, screwdriver. Ugh. I'm not much of a vodka guy, though. So I'm becoming a vodka guy, to be honest. Fair it's enough. It's kind of scary. I just it t- You know what it tastes like to me? Plastic. Plastic. Oh, I gotta show you that episode <laughs> of something. Steve, Steve said, bloodies are good for you. <laughs> First post-hangover drink. I agree. They give Wait, you, you like, do you like Jaeger? I can do Jaeger, yeah. Like, you like it, though. I wouldn't say I like it, but you I like can tolerate it. like Fireball? No. Fireball's electric. I like Fireball. Yeah, I like You've Fireball. You've clearly never puked from Fireball, then. Well, I actually have. I, but <laughs> What? Yeah, it's good, though. I don't blame the Fireball. That's my own damn fault for drinking all this other shit, you know? Oh, God. Bloodies are good for you. First post-hangover drink. They give you a light slide into drinking again and also give you food much quicker than ordering anything else. Steve says, it's a strategy drink. So then, so where we're getting at is that Bloody Mary is a system player. Explain that. What does that mean? That means it's just like there for the system. Like no one really, you know, it gets its job done at certain moments. Okay. Gotcha. And that's, that's what we were going at there. Okay. Fair enough. I would agree with that. Uh, Steve said, fucking twat nose can't even open the bottle, and his dad's name is Neville Neville. Speaks to his bloodline. He's speaking of the... Gary Neville. Gary Neville, who's up for Nance of the Week, which we'll discuss uh, in a little bit. That wow. fucking wild. Watch this. This is wild. We're officially heading into tournament time, and you know it when you see this play. So, St. Mary's is playing... <laughs> oh, Lord. St. Mary's and BYU are playing right now. We're watching the West Coast semifinal, and... This is good for you because you're a big Barnch Madness guy, mate. You I believe see- that was S. That was St. Mary's that just did a step back three air ball. Are both these teams in? Yes, both teams are solidly in right now. BYU is probably a five six seed. I, guys, I do bracketology, by the way. <laughs> uh, 
if you want in on it, let me know. I, I, I like last year. I legit actually was not too far off the exact seat. I'm really interested. So I'm I, more, dude. I'm more I, interested into seeing how your bracket lines up with. Um, which is than the, Joe with the actual or the yeah. actual one? I want to see you beat out Joel Lenardi. Okay. I'm more interested in that than the actual fucking. Let's let's see that. what ends up happening. Uh, last year, let me pull up mine versus Joe Lenardi last year, and we'll see how. How do you score? How are you, how are you going to score that? You got to have like a scoring system. Yeah, I don't know, man. We got to establish that. Well, first is to see: Did you get all the teams in correct? Because it should be in. a certain amount of points, right? And then getting the exact seat should be extra credit. And then, how, what if like you're one off? Should you still get points? I think I think we'll allot some sort of a system where it's like if you get the exact seed, it's two points. If you're one off, one point. Yeah. You're well, this is inside. So. <laughs> All right. Anyway, if you want my bracketology, how that's good boy. though. That's a good idea. Right? Come at me. Yeah. No, it is. Come at me if you, you want bracketology. Well see. see if you can beat Joel Lenardi. I have a lot. Of, see, mine are all based based on metrics, and I do watch games and I shift things around. So, if you want my bracketology, reach out to me. Uh, reach out to our Twitter, and then you know I'll hook you up. I send an email to about ten people. Ten people right now. Uh, it's actually not far off. We'll see what happens this year. I'll, I'll have to check last year. So, going on, uh, there. So this argument between Steve and and Jeff. What are your thoughts on on what's happening? Here? What so, the Detroit thing? Oh, yes. Did you want to mention how the actual the hot weather woman actually oh, yeah. favored? So it? Kelly Rowe, shout out Kelly Rowe, Fox News Big in Detroit, Kelly, yeah. uh, Michigan State alum. I mean, go look at her Twitter. She's checkmarked. Uh, she said, breaking Detroit casinos have been authorized to launch on-site sports betting. That's pretty cool. March 11th, MGM Grand said they'll expect to be up and running for Wait, March Madness. MGM Grand in Detroit? Yeah. Greektown Casino is also ready. Motor City, which is the one we, we went to. Remember when we went to the tournament? That was a big one, eh? They're exploring the matter. So they're not That, that was a big-ass casino. It was. Motor City. It's kind of sketch, though. Dude, I want to go to the MGM Grand in Detroit. You I'll, should. See, okay, if you want to test me in Detroit and see how it really is, I want to stay at the MGM Grand. All right. I feel like that's a nice hotel, right? They're running for March Madness. Uh, Steve, you said you wanted to go see Detroit. What about live taping of the pod with Jeff Paris and all at Greektown during the NCAA tournament? Well, unfortunately, I'll be in Miami. but Well, Jeff didn't like it anyway because he says Greektown is boring. Uh, Let's go to the abandoned Chrysler plant in West Detroit. Here's a video of one of my adventures. Let's delve into this topic here. Okay, because this is this is an ongoing feud of weeks and weeks, and I love it. But here's what I'm saying: I did not know there was such thing as ruin porn. So, well, did you? It's a, it, I mean, <laughs> the best part is Steve said we get it. You love ruin porn. Just know Detro- Detroiters hate you. And Kelly Rowe liked it. And she's a Detroiter. Kelly eh? Rowe liked it. Look and at the like on Steve. It's Kelly Rowe. Steve, do you know Kelly Rowe? This could ruin everything if Steve knows. No, her. they tagged her because remember they were talking about the right. hot but what music I'm saying tagged is the like, hot weather woman and someone actually – shout out to one of these two ta- actually tagged the hot weather woman who ended no, up Steve. being hot, which, which ended up being Rowe. And she favorited his tweet, which was wild. Right? Did Jeff do it or did Steve do it? One of them did it. This and is then, wild. Yeah. What a, what a fucking uh, – Back and forth that was. That's bananas. But, yeah. This is, so, yeah, you didn't know there was rune porn? I didn't either. I mean, it's a thing. I looked it up on Google. I really? Mean, okay, that's not bad. <laughs> you Googled ruin porn? <laughs> what was on there, mate? Tell us. No, no, no. Like, the definition, like, it's just like a coined term. It's like an so, actual So what does it term. mean? What does it mean? It's what Jeff Paris does. He looks at rundown. Mate, is that you again? Yeah. Venmo transactions. <laughs> None, because I did not go out the month of February. So. Good, good for you, right? Yeah. 
So uh, Jeff says that these places are insanely beautiful. My Detroit friends don't hate me. They come with me. Maybe the white people in Gross Point and Oakland County that you associate with don't want us there to see what their great what their grand and great grandparents did to this city. I'd be ashamed too. So he said the abandoned buildings are just a part of his trip. Where, why do white people play a factor? Okay, should I not get into race here? I'm just wondering why white people play a factor in that. No, because he says later, I can assure you that a basic white normie like yourself has never had the pleasure of hearing any of it. Jeff, aren't you white? <laughs> I don't get it. No, he's Italian, lad. Are they, are they white? Are Italians white? And he, and he, and are Italians white? <laughs> And he discredited Bourdain, R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, all right. I love. I actually Bourdain love Bourdain. Talks shit about. I'm Detroit. a big Bourdain guy. Actually, I, believe. I don't know. Hey, by the way, completely off topic. If you haven't seen his um, unknown on Iran, unknown, not just in Iran, but in general. Yeah, he fucking kills every episode. And is very um, honest and truthful with his episodes. I think they took it off Netflix, but if you could find an illegal stream of it, dude, <laughs> you're all about illegal streams. Anthony Bourdain. Had the best documentaries, in my opinion. Steve uh, made sure to let you know about the Wings winning uh, over the Hawks the other night, which was a which big I blow to our was playoff folks. Very frustrated, as you could see by my text. I think I texted you. I texted Brett. I went on a big rant. I was very upset. Steve said that Tim Hortons is just a shitty Dunkin' Donuts. Thoughts? <laughs> now I've had I've had. Do you want to know a funny fact about Tim Hortons? Mm-hmm. I've had multiple girls tell me that. Um, Tim Hortons is amazing, and each of them, <laughs> I told both of them I had had it before. One of them was the truth, and like uh, they both brewed me the Tim Hortons beans in the thing. And each what? of them had it. One of them, one of them what, from Canada, one of them from Canada, one of them from Detroit. So you're talking about the coffee, not the donuts. The coffee, yeah. Okay. The coffee, I don't know if they just brewed it really fucking good, but the coffee was really. So good. Tim Hortons way better than because Dunkin' Donuts coffee's ass. Yeah, yeah. the coffee is a lot. Right. In my opinion. Okay. But it was also home-brewed post-activities. Post mm-hmm. So. All right. Fair I enough. Don't, have you ever had Tim Hortons I've never, coffee? I've probably had their donut in the past, but I've never had their coffee. So. I've never had their donut, but I've had their coffee. I mean, I don't But Dunkin' remember. Donuts, donuts are electric in my opinion. They are. Bro. They are. They do well. Stan's is electric, though. I've never been to Stan's. What? I've lived here for... Okay, when you come back, because I know you're on your little suicide vest mission these days, but when you come okay, back... Okay, okay, well, let's clarify what this is. I do runs in a 20-pound weight vest, which is like a military drill. Okay. R- highly recommend it. There's so much strength and pace. Yeah, if you want to get tackled by policemen, yeah, go on. I do look dodgy wearing it, though. Sure. Um, I'm growing back the beard so that doesn't hurt my cause. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it's not a suicide vest, just to clarify. <laughs> I get very self-conscious when I wear it, but yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the name calling here? Um, What's the name so, calling? Uh, Jeff Paris is called Steve Steve Fox, and Steve is called Jeff Jeff Penis. <laughs> so, better nickname. I don't know. <laughs> Those that are not, then let us know. Who do you think the better? I love these two guys. <laughs> these guys are electric. I mean, they have. We have to get them on. At and, the same re- time. and you know, they're both top lads too. Oh, I know. Like, of course, they're both top lads. And actually, we've had a run of form uh, uh, of guests, you know, that that have commented on here. And Steve will be coming on soon enough. Soon enough, we got we got Exciting. something lined up next week, and then we'll see from. Yeah, there. very surprised. Uh, from a fan base that you wouldn't think. Yeah. So next and week, Premier League in top ten, and one that we haven't had yet. 
oh, haven't yeah. had this team yet. Yeah, so but we've we'll, talked about them a good amount. Yeah. So we'll see uh, yeah. a fan of a team. He's in a trash talk for those that are in the trash talk group on Facebook. Yeah, he's a New York guy. Right? A New York guy. So yeah. we won't give in anymore. Um, Jeff, speaking of which, we had, again, listener on listener crime. Jeff calls out Nikhil. Said Nikhil thinks that because City doesn't have many fans in the UAE that City are plastic. This just proves that – what is this word? Benchod? B-H-E-N-C-H-O-D? Never heard of it. Nikhil doesn't understand the game or culture. Guess what? Nikhil City fans are from Manchester. City are the least plastic team in football. And then he said it again about Nikhil. Bench, Benchod – look up this word. Uh, I, I did. Doesn't like Detroit. Why? It's because a, It's a sister fire. <laughs> It's a what? It's a what? You just called him a sister fucker. Oh, God. That's wild. Doesn't like Detroit. Why? Because he's boring. If a girl asked to sit on his face, he'd probably ask her if she was tired. Whew. He's getting Nikhil involved. Nikhil, thoughts on Jeff Paris? Steve tells Jeff, go listen to Moby, you nonce. <laughs> Jeff, you think a man of my refined taste <laughs> listens to Moby. Steve, I've come to expect nothing less of you. I mean, this is just electric. That is just insane. On. Honestly, that is that is top class. Like, I know we this I'm is loving this thrown around talk. as like a joke, but that is top class banter. Right? Uh, some side notes I wanted to bring up. We mentioned it a little earlier. Bergwijn out for the season with an ankle injury. Yeah. Our Tottenham fucked. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear about this? Just coming in today... Floyd Mayweather might be interested in buying Newcastle. <laughs> this is a real Wait, thing. Bo- <laughs> May, I just, I literally heard this before I left school today. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, this is real. Wait, what's- <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, what's lad. Gold, you can't even read. Gold, Talk Sport, The Sun, Sky Sports, The Independent. Oh, Mate, no. okay, here it is. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, here it is. Floyd Mayweather has jokingly suggested he may be interested in buying Newcastle United. Current Newcastle owner Mike Ashley has appeared in recent times to be open to the sale of the club and was in takeover talks with Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund in January this year. According to Forbes, boxer Mayweather was the highest paid athlete of the last decade, earning, how much do you think he earned? $915 million this decade. Right, but you also got to take in how much he gambles it away and how much he bets on uh, how much he spends. He's he's so stupid with his money, dude. That's true. Anyway, it says the five-weight former world champion was appearing at Newcastle's O2 City Hall over the weekend as part of this evening with Floyd Mayweather tour. Um, in, the, in the video posted, it's on TMZ, the event moderator, Steve Wraith, put it to Mayweather that the last time he was on Tyneside, it was being reported that he was very interested in buying Newcastle. In response, Mayweather said, in the U.S. we call it soccer, but the Newcastle football team is an unbelievable team. A hell of a team. As the crowd erupted, Mayweather added, if the people want me to buy the Newcastle team, let me know. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Wait, okay, so here's my question to you. You don't like uh, Arsenal it's owners, a joke. right? Um, no, they're crap. Cronky, yeah. What if, what if Floyd Mayweather wanted to buy Arsenal? <sighs> no. It's a joke. No. Yeah, but what's he gonna do? I mean, God. I, I mean, I get Cronkies are bad, but if you had, would you like if Floyd Mayweather said he's gonna buy Liverpool? Yeah, I'd be upset because I like owners. Okay, let's. By see. the way, I'm gonna go to a. I'm I'm planning to go into a Boston, New York 
baseball game. Oh, that'll be cool. When? Yeah. It's in July, I believe, June. Maybe? So now you're traveling to New York or Boston? What's going on here? It's in Boston. Okay. It's at Fenway. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's anyway. a good drinking city. So, Floyd Mayweather, Newcastle uh, United, look out for this to potentially happen. That's bananas. Uh, yeah. Oh, we also mentioned somewhere one of the one of these managers doesn't look like the other because in this the manager one. of the month February nominations, <laughs> like you look at the pictures, it's Arteta, Dice, Ole, and in Wilder suits. in suits. Smi- yeah. Smiling. So, so you you were able to tell which one we were talking about here. Right? He looks like he's red. He's the only one that's not smiling. <laughs> Chris Wilder. Even they got Sean Dice to even smile. Right. And it's, he's the only one not in a suit. He looks pissed off. Dude, you know what Arteta looks like? Arteta looks like me like a couple years ago when I was like, kind of experiment, experimenting, seeing if I could grow a beard or not. Mm-hmm. And like was kind of in that stage and also forgot like – because I do have bushy eyebrows. Forgot to realize like that I could get them done. Arteta's a top lad. I'm a fan. Yeah, he needs to figure it out with that facial hair though. Fair enough. But yeah, like look at this picture for those that haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean it was fucking he hilarious. He looks like the potato guy in, uh, in Toy <laughs> Story, so Mr. Potato. Hashtag wild card. Um, it's funny too because there was a comment. Steve Ole looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. He does. <laughs> Wait, bro, he does. That's I know it's a, it's a really good point. Um, so great interactions this week. Uh, if if we missed anything, we're sorry, but these were the highlights. Uh, let's go over some of the polls. We had actually some really good involvement this week on the polls. Who is the Match Day 28 Player of the Week? The winning vote-getter with 67% was Ismail Assar of Watford. Uh, Diego Yota had 22%. Marcos Alonso, 11 And Jamal Lewis, former Baltimore Ravens, 0%. Match Day 28, Nance of the Week. Oh, no, it's a draw. What do we do? It's Do we have dual Nances? Gary Neville and Alexandra Sadowska. Which one is Alexandra Sadowska? She's the one that uh, tattooed her eyes and went oh, blind. Oh, yeah. And then Gary Neville got 44%. Gigi Bacali got 12%. I'm forgetting what this lad did. Probably racist, huh? Well, let's scroll down here. Oh, he said that they have too much sex. Uh, <laughs> you right. got a vote? Yeah. You got a vote. Oh, yeah, yeah. I may have voted for him, actually. Luis Diaz for that awful miss. He's the one that kicked it in front of the goal and almost hit the (laughs) corner flag. He had 0%. So people were not so mad about his awfulness. Maybe probably because we've all had a moment similar to Luis Diaz in our life. I guess so. So now, knowing what's happened, let's go to this week's potential nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. Okay, and we have a few good options. The first one is a, is a general cloud statement, coronavirus. I know it's a it's a big deal. It's a big thing going on, and, and it might be. I got to shampoo my beard. It might seem like a cop out, but just coming down recently, Ligue 1 in France will not have fans in the stands until April. That Dortmund PSG game will have no fans. Oh wow! Uh, Champions League, and now just coming down today, Italy has canceled all sports. Until April 3rd. Sports have been canceled in Italy. Sports. So coronavirus and, and all these other leagues are on guard. So this is really fucking with – like I'm a big sports fan. Like you're a big – we're all big – this is really fucking with us here. So coronavirus, like that's big nonsery in my opinion. Thoughts? My thoughts on the coronavirus are it's just – this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. I fucking hate the coronavirus. I agree. I don't know. It's got to – I don't know. 
All right. I don't know what to do with it. Then we go to Manchester. <laughs> nothing to do. Exactly, except hide. <laughs> then there's Manchester United goalkeeper Kieran O'Hara. If you haven't heard of him, it's because he's on loan at League One side Burton. He has been banned for six games for allegedly biting Petersburg's Sammy Smodix during a League One clash. So he, he's been accused of biting him. He's been found guilty of violent conduct by the FA, and he's been fined 2,500 pounds. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, the, even the Burton boss, he said he was a bit surprised by the charge. He said, unfortunately, the way the system works, he's almost guilty until proven innocent once they put the charge out there. So I guess you can't really go off biting people, a la Luis Suarez over here. Yeah. Speaking of Liverpool, former Liverpool player, your boy... Jordan Ibe. Did you hear about this one before I told you? Not before, you know. Yeah, Jordan Ibe has been banned from driving for 16 months after crashing his Bentley into a coffee shop. The incident occurred last July, causing thousands of pounds of damage and has resulted in Ibe also being found fined 7,500 pounds. Basically, he crashed his Bentley into a coffee shop and drove off. He also struck a Mercedes car... When he smashed into the pantry on the Playstow Lane in Bromley, southeast London, shortly before 5 a.m. 5 a.m. on July 30th. So what do you think? I think he was drunk. I mean... Oh, yeah, 100%. It's pretty obvious if he, if he leaves. So he's had a 16-month driving ban and a 12-month community order at the magistrate's courts on Tuesday. So people are going to have to drive Jordan Ibe. Eddie Howe's not happy with him. He's still with Bournemouth. So there's that. And finally, the last one is Ronaldinho. Good old Ronaldinho. Uh, (laughs) This is wild. He's now in Paraguayan prison for six months after being caught with a fake passport with his brother. How are you going to get away with that? I don't – like what's he doing? You're a World Cup winner, mate. Why do you have fake passports to go to Paraguay? Dude, everyone knows Ronaldinho. And I I, I don't know if you're on ESPN today. South America. There was a there was a funny little article and it was a picture of Ronaldinho smiling. It said Ronaldinho in good spirits in Paraguayan prison. Wait, was it real or no? No, it was a real article. Yeah, it just said and the the guy was saying he's in good spirits and that you know they're trying to his lawyer's trying to get him on house arrest rather than being in prison. But he says that like he gets a lot of outdoor time. He has his own. Uh, he gets to share a bathroom with his brother, and you know, it's, wait, oh, he has a TV in his cell. His brother's in prison with him. Yeah, they both they both had fake both passports, uh, but they said that they're in a different part of the prison than people that have committed like real crimes. Oh. Right? So, sounds like Ronaldinho doesn't care. He sounds pretty happy. See, you want me to be honest with you? Prison's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wild take. <laughs> No, no, no. That's bananas, I'm mate. I'm the sector that he's playing. Prison's not bad? <laughs> mate, have a word. Not that I've ever been there. But I'm saying... <laughs> Apparently you want to go. No, I'm saying what the sector you... he's in. He gets the he gets the room with, like, I guess, his brother. Okay. Right? He's yeah. not with the actual criminals. The only bad part about that prison, two things. He is a criminal. He's not a criminal. Mate. He had a fake passport. Well, like, I don't think he'll never activity. be a criminal. Okay. He brought too much joy to this world. <laughs> two things. Bringing joy to a prison right now. Two things would be harsh in prison. Getting butt fucked. No, he's not in that sector. <laughs> so it'd be obviously like if you don't have a lass or you can't go out to get a bang or like, you know, you'd have to go cold turkey for a bit. Okay. Two, 
the, sh- uh, the food. The food would just be awful, I feel like, in prison. Well, there you go. And you Showering freedom. You're in a small room. Okay. You're with someone you can shoot the shit with. Fair enough. I mean, I guess it's not so bad for Ronaldinho in Paraguay in prison. So anyway, up, once again, let's You've review. You've been to a sports camp. It's not like those dorms are big. It's not like they have TVs. It's not dorms. a prison, though. You sign up for that. <laughs> Bro, you don't sign up for prison. Right, but I'm saying this is a sports camp. <laughs> when you first get there, right? The fuck? You're doing drills and you're like, man, this this is rough. But then like the best the best thing about those like those sports camps are that you get to bond with people because you don't have those like the TVs or bullshit. Yeah, you there. bond in prison too, not in good ways. Mate. Alright. And I bet so, you I bet you, you play soccer with the inmates. Yeah, yeah you know it's just like those TV shows, the inmate leagues. <laughs> so it's the longest shout out longest yard. Shout out longest yard. Okay, so yeah, I mean so so going up again for the words coronavirus, Kieran O'Hara or, sorry, coronavirus for just banning everything. Kieran O'Hara for biting an opponent. Jordan Ibe for crashing in his Bentley into a coffee shop and leaving, probably drunk, and Ronaldinho for being in Paraguay in prison. <laughs> So (laughs) trying to be Paraguayan. Right. With a fake passport. So what's your, uh, who's your early pick here? I love Ronaldinho. So it can never be Ronaldinho. Okay. Who was the first one? Coronavirus. Coronavirus is mine, but second is Jordan Ibe just because don't ever drink and drive. I'm going Jordan Ibe. Don't drink and drive. Hands down. Jordan Ibe is my pick. All right. Let's go to the fantasy corner. Uh, top scores this week, Two-Face, Harvey Barnes had 19 points. William and Mane had 13. And a slew of people had 12. Uh, Alex McCarthy, Southampton's goalie, who was electric. Uh, Lundstrom, Barkley, and Pedro all had 12 points. Top incomings, Bruno Fernandez, Anthony Martial, Sadio Mane, Raul Jimenez, and Diego Yota. Top outgoings, Kevin De Bruyne, Dead, uh, Ings, Robertson, Abraham, and Allison. So any suggestions, any surprises here for you? Um, no. Uh, go to go along. Steve said Marcos Alonso is a good buy at six point one million. I think he is because Chelsea doesn't really have any difficult matches until week thirty seven when they play Liverpool. They have a slew of what we call level two matches, which are some of the easier ones in the Premier League. He says that I want to veer off him a bit. Olivier Giroud has had some good form lately. He scored nine, five, and six points in his last three. If you want a third striker. In, in fantasy, that is. For $6.5 million, you can have Olivier Giroud, and I think he is uh, in a run right now that he can start getting hot. So there's that. Let's go to now the gambling corner. All right. This week. Too quick. Uh, mate. We'll find out. So this week was interesting. Steve didn't bet. I think he's run out of money in his account. So Steve took a seat this week. Um, Brian lost $1 overall. He had Crystal Palace Watford draw. That did not hit. Uh, or sorry, it was a parlay. <clears throat> For three, he put $3 on it, lost that. He also lost $5 on picking Tottenham plus 150 against Burnley. They lost. Or they drew. But he put two dollars on Newcastle at plus four fifty. They hit. He won nine dollars off that. So wait, I've done my math wrong. Brian's gained a dollar. Sorry, Brian has gained a dollar. There it is. He's the only winner of the week. Uh, gosh, I can't math. 
Ari, you lost a dollar this week. Fucking shit. You had a parlay, Liverpool and Wolves. Uh, that yeah. lost you two dollars because Wolves didn't pull out. Didn't pull it out. But you did say Sheffield would win. You put a dollar forty to win a dollar. You got that one, so you recovered one of your dollars. You only lose one dollar this week. Myself, I nailed the Arsenal Liverpool parlay, the AZ parlay. I got four dollars and sixty three cents from that. But then I lost four dollars of it on the Manchester City. I had them beating United. They lost. And then I also had Chelsea Everton draw for a dollar. Lost a dollar there. So overall for the week, I lost thirty seven cents. And so where does that put us overall? Brian and I have a couple discrepancies, so I will update that later. But currently as it stands, Brian is the leader at plus $15.04. Then it's Arine at plus $11.05. I'm at plus $1.10. Wow. And Steve hasn't, you know, you didn't bet this week. You need to get going in the right direction. Minus 10.42. So that's where we stand. It's, it's like opposite almost of the, uh, the uh, predictions. So let's talk about our bets this week. You want to go first? Yeah. You were telling me before we got on, you feel really good about a bet. Please tell us. So Arsenal and Leicester, um, both of them together. They're both pluses. I, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't write down the pluses. Arsenal's plus 133. And then I think Leicester was like plus 140. Okay. So if you probably both I'm, – I'm probably in this in – this, game that we're playing yeah i'm parlaying three i'm putting three bucks for the parlay to make 1378 what and in real life i'm betting more money on them to win more. that makes 1378 makes it or wins wins like overall you gain like so you gain 1078 or you gain 13 no i you get 13 that's fucking i might have to like that down that's too. the winning that's the winning <clears throat> and that's uh Leicester at Watford, right? And mm-hmm. Arsenal at Brighton. Because they're okay. both road games. Right. Okay, wow. That's bananas. What else you got? That's it. Oh, you're just picking one game. That's three dollars to me. If I win, I win thirteen seventy eight. You lose, bro. lose three dollars. I went wild. I made three bets this week. Did you not bet those teams? I bet one of them. You bet Arsenal. I did. I have four dollars on Arsenal at plus one thirty three against Brighton. I could win five thirty two off of that, although I this parlay I might go for. This is banana. Told you. Didn't I say before we started, I was like, you got to follow me on it. I also have $3 on Man United at Tottenham. They're at plus 201. My $3 would win me 603. And I have $3 on Wolves uh, at plus 145. And Wolves are playing at West Ham. I have Wolves at plus 145. $3 to win 436. So a couple bets here or there. We'll see how it goes. Um... Oh, that's it, man. That's the end of all, all of this. Anything yeah. else that's why? So you're actually going to put that bet at the shoe, or I might make it for you. I'm doing it. All right. Anything else for the, uh, for the lads or I listeners? Ask or a question. I gals or glasses or? Forget. You're going to ask a question? Yeah, I forget. No? All right, guys. Tune in for uh, another big week of uh, footy, the footy corner, EPL. Mm-hmm. This is the last full week that we have in a couple weeks, so enjoy it. Because 10 matches this week, and then we got four, and then international break. So there isn't much going on. It's FA Cup. We'll talk about some stuff here there, update you on some things. Special guests next week. Yeah. All right. With that said, let us go to the unemployed, Unai Emery. OBS. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening.
even if